Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited that today I get to chat with Deborah Hedelman, the CEO, and Shana McKeel, the Program Director of College Success at an organization called Building Steps. Now, you can find out more about Building Steps by going to buildingsteps.org. They are a nonprofit in Baltimore that is helping underserved high school kids to, to move into those college and career pathways of success and really using STEM as that, as that form, that function to, to get there. So. Uh, welcome to the show today, Deborah and Shana. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Yeah, and first off, Deborah, if we can just start with you, just to tell us a little bit about uh, how did how did you build this thing, this building steps, mm-hmm. and what what kind of impact is it is it making a, uh, for these kids in in Baltimore, and could make for kids anywhere. It's a funny question. How did you build this thing? We built yeah. this thing, right? Twenty years ago, we just celebrated our twentieth anniversary because our chair emeritus owns a scientific consulting firm and decided and realized that there was no diversity in his firm. And he decided the best way to build diversity was to create a pipeline of students who would be interested in Excel and STEM and you know what a difference that would make really for everybody, his clients, for him, for the students, it was a win-win. And, um, and he did this fortunately for us in Baltimore. And so Building Steps works with about 200 high school juniors and seniors every year, about 200 college students and about 100 alumni. Um, at, at all times. And the whole premise is we do a year of STEM exposure for our high school juniors mm-hmm. that transitions into their summer with a summer internship placement in a STEM environment so they can be hands-on and immersed in STEM, followed by a year of college access and prep programming, filling out an application, coming up with a school list, putting together an essay, the whole, the whole nine years of getting into college followed by helping kids decide where to go to college because they all get more than one option and they all get lots of funding because our kids are almost entirely low income and Mm -hmm. first generation students in Baltimore. And then we stick with them to make sure that they get through on the other side. And in a nutshell, we live in a city where 8% of our students earn a college degree. Wow. Yes. And building steps, nearly 80% of our students earn a college degree. And the best part about that is many of our students, not all, but almost all come back to Baltimore and they are living, working and playing in Baltimore. They hire our students as interns. They volunteer for building steps. They're still engaged in the program and they are making a difference in our city. So it, it crosses all kinds of lines and it, yeah. and it affects a lot of people. But what, what we wanted to talk about is how can what we're doing be replicated by other people? Yeah. Well, now, especially hearing you say from 8% of, of kids in Baltimore going to college and getting a degree to 80% coming out of your program, building steps to get a college degree. That's, that's a phenomenal, your work should be applauded. I mean, if I could clap you. really loud, it would, it would hurt everybody's ears right now, but you deserve <laughs> that. Thank you. We're really proud of our work. And the whole idea is every day, how can we do more, serve more? Mm-hmm. How do we can get more kids through our program into college out of college and into their communities. And that's, that's where Shana comes in. She's responsible for making sure that uh, once the kids transition from high school to college, that they actually finish college. 
That's awesome. But the other piece that Shana is integrally involved with and responsible for are our summer internships, which mm -hmm. we are in the middle of right now. And in Baltimore, we are completely remote. So Shana has figured out how do you provide STEM programming that is interesting and engaging and hands-on to a group of students that are sitting in front of a computer, mm -hmm. sometimes in a kitchen, sometimes in a bedroom, sometimes with a sibling running by, sometimes while they're getting dressed to go to work. Right. So with that, I'm gonna ask Shana to explain how she works her magic. Yeah, Shana, <laughs> tell us, we, we're all waiting for this, these answers. How, 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 do you, how do you get that? Because that's such a big, big question that everybody's facing right now. How do you get kids that are remote learning, distance learning to really engage with STEM? It's just, you can't be afraid to ask. And that is what, like, I just said, I'm a, basically how the kids say, I'm going to shoot my shot. Um, I was just shooting my shot with different partners to see what they were um, capable of doing this summer because we do have partnerships. So we have, we've been doing this for 20 years. And so we do have a database of partners that we can go to and ask them for support and, and see what they can do. Mm -hmm. So I just reached out to them and said, okay, here are my three ideas. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. And some of them, you know, some of them weren't able to do it because they were like, COVID, we're trying to figure out our own stuff. And then some were like, this is awesome because this gives us a chance for us to like try out what we were thinking um, with your students because we have about 20 kids, you know, between 16 and 20 kids for the summer. And um, this was like a great size for them to try out their different projects that they wanted to do. Yeah. And so it was just not being afraid. Like I really just put out all of my ass and was asking different people, can you help us out this summer? Yeah. Um, because they knew what we did. You know, they knew we gave these in internships and everyone was worried about like, how are the students going to be involved in this summer? How are the students going to, how are we going to keep them engaged? Mm -hmm. Because everything is shut down. Um, and so I just asked the right questions and gave people different ways that they could be involved. So go. we had two organizations that did hands-on projects. So mm -hmm. one, um, SciTech, they actually sent projects, science kits that we mm -hmm. delivered to the students. Like we knocked on their door and yep. delivered them <laughs> their yep. science kits. And then they got on Zoom and they talked them through the project. So you'll you see them on Zoom, like doing the actual <laughs> measuring and um, testing the their hypothesis and writing down their observations yeah. and then we had BioWise they did an experiment and the students watched them mm -hmm. and then checked down off checked off of their observations and so those were two organizations that helped us out but then there were other organizations that they couldn't do projects but they were willing to send people to talk to our students Mm -hmm. So tomorrow we're we did informational interviews with our um, rising college freshmen okay. where they were able to talk with professionals and all different careers, STEM careers, and ask them questions. And then tomorrow we're having another round of that with our rising high school seniors where they are talking with professionals for about 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour about their career. And so it, it's just being flexible and trying to make it fit like yeah. 
we can't be in this like one mind and we have to be open-minded to to give the opportunities to the students and I think that's what was different this year it was just like what can we do who do we know like one guy for tomorrow he works at NASA and he's in Houston and so you know like COVID like what's happening right now it is definitely unfortunate but it didn't keep us trapped within Baltimore we're now able to touch people all over the country like my friends who always wanted to help in New York or in Virginia like they couldn't Mm -hmm. get here they're now signing up to help with the students so it's just asking it really is just asking that's that's (laughs) such an such an important thing that you're right Shana we all have learned that we're not just limited and confined to the people in our town anymore Zoom and Google and everything has made it so much easier and more natural for everybody to connect somewhere far away. And and I think what you said, a couple of those things there, you just said, ask. Uh, yeah. So many, so many times educators, if we just ask, if we just, like you said, just ask those, those companies, those groups, groups, those organizations in your community and say, is there anything that our kids can do to help? Everyone needs help. Everybody needs those extra eyes or hands to, to, put on something and, and give feedback. And, and it sounds like that's some of those opportunities you're providing for those kids. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the things that we have found, like Shana said, that geography is no longer a boundary. Mm-hmm. So if you have students that are interested in something that your community may not have, like we're very lucky. We have um, the NSA down the street. We have a biolized lab. We have, they're part of the Carnegie Institute. We have Johns Hopkins University. We have Towson University. So we have a lot of resources right here. But for people listening in a small town where they're not those resources, yeah. other than delivering care packages like we've done, these things are now all happening online. Yeah. And the researchers are getting better and better at engaging kids in an online lab mm-hmm. where right. the kids are doing the, they might be instructing the person conducting the lab what to pour in, how to measure it, how to, how to work the pipette even though they're not doing it, they're interacting with it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, again, we're chatting with Deborah and Shana from Building Steps. And again, find out more at buildingsteps.org. Or if you're thinking, this is something that our town, that our community certainly benefit from, our kids could benefit from this. Because again, we're not talking about just an organization. You're talking about something that helps kids. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely reach out to, to the people at, at buildingsteps.org and, and find out some more information. Have them come and, or share virtually and be able to, to um, <laughs> yeah. help you figure out what to do for, uh, for your town. But I, I love that you don't just explore careers because I see that as, as a very common thing in schools. Like, let's just have kids explore careers and, okay, we finished exploring careers, now we're done. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You've got that internship piece, that advice, that follow-up aspects. It's so much more than just kids exploring careers, right? Yeah. And I would say under normal times, there's the immersion piece. So this internship piece that Shane has been working on all summer, like next summer, for example, mm-hmm. God willing, next yeah. summer, right. Shana, <laughs> Shana conducts a survey of all the students, and there's, there'll be about 90 students, and she'll conduct a survey asking everybody what their interests are, what their constraints are, and based on their interests and their constraints. A constraint could be transportation, mm-hmm. yeah. or a constraint could be that they have a mandatory after-school program or a sibling to take care of. Some things are mandatory that we can't imagine. Mm-hmm. And then Shana matches them in a STEM-oriented internship. Now, 
if they get placed in a hospital, they are not delivering babies and they are not conducting brain surgery like they think they will be. <laughs> right. However, <laughs> those, are, those are those top careers that they think of, right? They, they yeah. have these, these are STEM careers. These are not STEM careers. Correct. Correct. So we place them based on their interest. So for example, We've had a lot of, uh, Shane has made a lot of strides in teaching students what R&D is. Because many students think science and they think veterinarian, they think doctor, they don't really think researcher. Right. Right, and there's a lot of that happening, at least here in Baltimore. So the immersion piece is really helpful. And sometimes a kid will say, yep, I love that. And now I know my pathway for when I get to college. Or they'll say, that was terrible. And I don't ever want to do that again. And, and the upside of that is they don't waste their time when they get to college. Yeah. You've got four years, you've got four years of funding. You have to make the most of it. Right. So, otherwise then Shana has to figure out what to do with you. <laughs> that doesn't quite work out. No pressure, Shana. No, no, no. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I'm curious. So once those kids get into college, you get into a university setting, you provide some follow-up, you provide some advice along the way uh, for some of those kids. What, what do some of those things look like? Yep, um, so I texting is really big with them, with most of them, text is the way. So I check in, I try to check in once a month with the students, just, hey, how is, how's it going? That kind of like conversation just to get a feel. Okay, stop, then, Shana. That sounds way too complicated. You know, we, we can't just send a text <laughs> to kids and, and expect that that's, no, you're, but I you're mean, right. I'm kidding. You're, 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 you're so right. It works. Like, this is a text. It's, it's, it's also relationship building because like I've been, I've yeah. been with the company, like with building steps for two years. So mm -hmm. the older students, I don't know them as much. So I had to like introduce myself and mm -hmm. they get used to who's this lady texting me. But now the freshmen and the, um, well, wow. Oh my goodness. They're sophomores now rising sophomores and then the rising freshmen i've been with them since their junior year of of high school or their yeah. senior year so they know me so when i text them they're definitely like hey shayna hey miss nikhil i'm this or that they're like they're more open to ask their questions it's, mm -hmm. it's definitely relationship building um i think that's important is you can't just jump in and start talking to a kid um, so I take that time to build the relationship, but then, yeah, when they get to college, I literally just text them, Hey, how are you? How's everything going? Some of them are good. Like they're short, um, conversations. Some of yeah. them, it's a whole therapy session where yeah. I'm like, okay, we need to talk on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's one aspect. And then I do a Shana scoop every week where it's, a a YouTube video of me just giving them a quick tip that's around three minutes or shorter because attention spans are real mm -hmm. and <laughs> um so it's just a quick tip that is very um relevant during the during that time so if it's around midterms it will be midterm stuff if it's around homecoming like i want to give them real stuff like i know you're going to go party but this is how you can stay on top of everything and still enjoy homecoming mm -hmm. so it's um like relevant tips to help them get through college be successful and also enjoy it so that's one tip a week that is like a video that i send to them and visit then them. and then yep i visit them in the semester I, I make sure to see them at least once like that's great see them um and it could be in a group if some of them like if my time permits 
and I can, I got to hit Frostburg. Frostburg's three hours away from here. Yeah. So I drive to Frostburg and then I'm like, all right, I got two hours. Let me see all six of you. And I do boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, I talk to them, see their face because they can tell you that they're fine. And then you see them, you're like, you're not fine. You're not fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I make well, sure to see them at least once. And again, like you mentioned, a lot of these kids are maybe the first ones in their family, the first ones going to college. So, so they may not have that person to ask or to confide in someone that they have a relationship with. So yeah, so important, Shana, what you're doing. And, and again, Deborah, um, for, for starting this whole uh, building steps thing. And again, definitely check out buildingsteps.org to find out some more information. Can you guys share some, like a couple or short, great success stories, kids that uh, just have maybe touched your hearts or just done some incredible things? Oh, I mean, we have a ton of those. How much time (laughs) you got, Chris? How much time do I got? (laughs) One of my students, I actually, he just texted me. It was a random Tuesday morning and he's at College Park. He's a rising sophomore. And he just texted me on Tuesday morning and he just said, I just wanted to give a personal thank you. You've been a mother figure when it comes to everything with school and I can come to you about anything or for anything. And it's highly appreciated. And like, it's just, that's just a, like one of the students. I just, I literally just ask him how he's doing and I, I just make sure that he's doing his stuff and it was out of the blue. And so it's stuff like that that just reminds you that even though, like, it may feel in the moment you're not making these strides because you don't see it until they graduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but to see that, and he, I've, um, during his freshman year, he's, like, trying to figure out what he wants to do for a major, and I'm connecting him to Building Steps alums so that he can talk to them and, and try to figure out does he want to do computer programming or does he want to do sports um, therapy? So we have computer programmers, we have sports therapists. And, um, and so for him to then reflect and send that message, it's just like, okay, this is working. I, you know, it's working, but yeah. it's nice when a kid tells you, thank you. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it uh, makes a big impact on us and, and big, big fist bump high five to, to you, <laughs> Shana, for, for all that, all that work. Thanks. So as I said, because we had our 20th anniversary and what we, one of the things we did, it was all virtual, of course, mm-hmm. and we reached out to a handful of our alum and we asked them if they would give a toast. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea what they were going to say. They, they were interviewed by, and, and we didn't know what they were going to say. And what they had to say was just utterly remarkable because they were in our first class. So mm-hmm. these kids are now 36, 37 years old. They're wow. not kids. They are yeah. functioning adults with families and careers. Yeah. And one of them um, is a physician in Arizona and his wife, now that he's done and he's a physician now, his wife is doing her residency. And he said in his toast, I would not be here if it wasn't for building steps because no one told me I could do these things. Yeah. So that's the thing. Our schools, all of our schools collectively, we have a lot of kids with a lot of potential and nobody tells them that they have the potential and no one shows them how to capitalize through education and through STEM on that potential. And so 20 years later, Theophilus can say, this is what you did. And our MC was also a young man from the first year who um, 
had no idea why he was told to apply other than he had good grades and his counselor thought it would be a good idea for him. And he came from one of the worst areas in Baltimore city that will remain unnamed, but it continues 20 Mm -hmm. years later. It is still one of the worst areas in Baltimore city. And this young man, he's like, I sound like I'm a hundred. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He is now, he got his undergrad in Maryland. He got his master's in California. He got his PhD in Boston and has now returned to Baltimore to be a researcher at Johns Hopkins. That's awesome. And this is a kid. So it's just, it's the exposure, it's the immersion, it's making sure a kid can, telling them they can do it. And when they hit a road bump, because there's no one at home to call to say, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. That they now have someone to help them over that, that speed bump becomes a speed hump and we can just get them over it. That speed bump becomes a speed hump. That's awesome. It's it's incredible what uh, what you're doing, Deborah uh, and Shana, and and all the all the great people at, at Building Steps. I envision a world that that STEM is not just you know robots and 3D printers and things like that, and and STEM is part of everything that we do. And especially once people realize that STEM and careers are are so connected, so linked, um, and then helping again every kid have that opportunity to to learn about all those STEM careers and learn about the opportunities that every kid can follow any pathway that's out there. And so, there's so many kids don't understand and many adults, you mm-hmm. know, people don't understand how many pathways they are that are STEM oriented. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, again, uh, building steps.org. I can't, I can't encourage people enough to, to, to find out more about the organization. If they're in anywhere near Baltimore, they should definitely uh, check it out and find a way to, to support uh, the great work that you're doing there as well. And again, if anybody wants to find out more how, how you can provide something like that for the kids in, in your community, it's hard as educators. We may see a kid for a year or a couple of years and then they move yeah. on. So it's so important to make that vital to our, um, to our schools each and every day. So. Uh, thank you uh, for, for sharing the, the great work of Building Steps with us today. Chris, thank you very thank much you. for having us. Definitely. And again, check out uh, buildingsteps.org to find out all the great information uh, that you can. And um, thank you for joining us on this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, subscribe and find out more great stories. You can find out about all the past shows and archives by going to dailystem.com. And as always, keep up the great work that you're doing every day, educators, because again, you may not see the results of what you're doing, but like the stories that, that Shane and Deborah shared with us today, uh, we are making an impact uh, in the lives of these kids.